I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'll take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I'll take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Justin Vin, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, man. I love that intro music. Who did that? Oh, that was... Uh... That was the song called Critically Ashamed uh, by a small band called Orchid. You may have never heard of them. They're, they're, like too, cool. they're too cool for you. Uh, but cool. they will be live in concert this November. I believe it's the 15th. Am the, I 12th, the, the 12th. 12th. The 12th. Oh, Saturday close. the 12th. Saturday the 12th. A Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Where uh, is this going to take place? A Piranha Bar. Piranha Bar. Yeah, my stomping grounds. Can't wait to play it. It's going to be the new venue, too. And who's supporting? Uh, so we're the supporting act for uh, the headliner called Living Dead Girl. Okay. It's a very sexy girl who's fronting a band full of ugly dudes. Uh, Interesting. Uh, from the States, I think. And the opener is a band called Massive Scar Era. And it's a play on words for mascara. I've never heard of them, but they've been around for like 20 years. It's crazy. I have a question for Living Dead Girl. Okay. Uh, are they at all, do they have anything to do with Rob Zombie? Um, no, that's what the first question everybody asks me is like, is it that, that's a Rob Zombie song? Because uh, if I had a band called Enter Sandman, you would assume it has something to do with Metallica. It's a cover band for Metallica for yeah. sure. No, not a cover band, real original, uh, it's, it's originals, but they, I guess the, the closest that they sound like is Motionless and White. In fact, all of their management and the record label is the same thing that Motionless and White has. Uh, they're a very big metalcore band for those who don't know who they are. Um, so they're headlining. We're direct support, so we're, we're squashed in the middle. There's two um, female-fronted bands and then two jackasses in the middle, <laughs> Julian and I. And we're looking forward to playing. Kind I mean, two like, female-fronted bands, two female-loved bands. The ladies love Orchid. I'll tell you that. That's what I noticed. We love you, too. You guys opened uh, You guys opened for my gala I did, this summer. I did, did, and, and it was All the amazing. ladies lost their shit. I was very happy to see that. I I know of a few ladies who lost their shit, yeah. and that was uh, that was fun to see. It was fun to play, man. I, oh my god, it was so fun to play. I ruined. It. I should I should not have sang with you. I feel like I ruined the, the moment. <laughs> you know that every time we practice now, every time I play that solo, Julian comes in and starts with the whoa. I'm the singer now. Every time, every time. I'm just like, can you let me practice, motherfucker? Yeah. I was uh, I was like, god damn, I have no. It's not really. It's just, I don't have the melody. I'm not like I love music. It's not something I'm good at. I could admit it. I saw, I saw through the video because Alex filmed. I asked him to film for us. Uh, I, I on rewatching, I see that you're like you almost a little uncomfortable. Like, what do I do here? What do I? Yeah, do because yeah. it's not. I'm out of my element, and yeah. people are like, "Isn't it easier than how could it be easier than stand up?" I'm good at stand up. I know how to do that. I don't know how to sing. It's I, it's night and day. Like I would not be able to do even if you were to write me jokes, I would not be able to be, to do comedy. It is all so out of my even just singing without a guitar. It's is yeah, it's it's not as foreign because I do it like I do it often, but it's not at all the same. I guess person you would see with a guitar that is developed fully. That's me, and if I'm just singing just without a guitar and just like leading it, 
it it's a uh, you could see that there's a little bit of discomfort there um because i just i have my my set motions i don't have to think about it and this i have to like i gotta move around i'm just singing here <laughs> i don't think i'd be able to do stand-up uh the way those fucking losers in france do it with the head uh piece they have a headpiece in france yeah i can't do that shit no way i, didn't I, even I would know be uncomfortable. even though i talk with my hands i would mm. be uncomfortable I, exactly. Anything that's a little off from your, your natural, I guess. Mic wired or not wired, wi I'm fine with it, but no mic in my hands is just doing stand-up with that fucking earpiece. Nah, I wouldn't be able to. I, uh, okay, I, uh, now I understand. That yeah. would be absolutely weird. I would be able to do that with uh, playing live, with singing, with uh, the headpiece, because honestly, going to the mic every time is more of a pain in my ass because I'm, I'm on this side of the stage and my microphone is here. I gotta run all the way back. Hugh, it's different because you don't yeah. want to. I mean, it's part of the whole thing is holding it, leaning on it, thinking about. Yeah, the, you use it as a prop. To, yeah. I, I definitely understand. Same thing with the guitar. I use it as a, as a prop. Uh, there's times where I'm going to be looking at the at the the fretboard. There's times where I'm going to be interacting with the crowd. And without that, even with just a mic, I don't have that. You know, for me, rock and roll is done. Not you know. Ha -ha! Even though that is a part of it. Are you planning, uh, are you guys planning other shows around like the Montreal area? Just you guys, maybe with a couple of other bands? Um, not exactly. We, we are planning other shows for sure. Uh, we want to, we're definitely going to make a, that a big portion of the next year, if you will. A lot of shows, uh, definitely around other parts of the town that isn't downtown. Um, Laval. No. Come on, they Laval. got nothing to do. What would I do in Laval? Well, it, the thing they have Laval's, nothing to do. But they'll come really, out. They come out to comedy shows there. They they go out because there's not what that are much the venues do. there. Uh, for this is gonna sound crazy, but the House of Jazz, bro. House of Jazz. For, I see you do it at that. Yeah. Well, yeah. we do stand up there. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. Then I'm down to play that. Dude, the House of Jazz is amazing. Okay, because the problem we're having is finding venues at all, at all for uh, for a band our size. Because ten years ago there was the, the 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 venues that we used to play were closing down. Now it's there's like two. There's like two venues to play. Wait, where could you play now? Right. Piranha? Piranha. Sure. That's kind of it. What about on, um, you know that St. Elizabeth, that, that nice bar that mm. I like? I don't know if they, they do shows there. At least they're not set up to do a, a show of that caliber. Like, I, I would not, I don't want to play. Foof's, to, is Foof's still around? Foof's is still around. Second floor? Second what? floor is still open up. That is a different type of um, production uh, because usually for, for Foof's, you're going to want bands that are coming in from out of town that are going to play. And I mean like known bands. So usually old heavy metal bands will play there. Yeah. Um, there are events that are different there, uh, but I don't know who books them. I'm trying to get involved with that. But the, the real issue that we're having is finding bands of the similar sound to us. Well, that's going to be hard. Almost impossible. Uh, the show that we're playing on the 12th, we're smack dab in between two bands that sound nothing at all like us, and they're heavier. So by by comparison, we're going to sound not weak. It's not weak at all. It's just not going to be that what the crowd is going to be expecting. You're going to be the gay LA music pretty to much. Mustaine's Megadeth. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And yes, we're definitely pretty guys on stage. Mustaine uh, started that, by the way. It's a historical fact. It was in that documentary too. Uh, glam, gay LA music. That's what he said. They're yeah. giving it to him. I don't know if he really started. He doesn't even remember if he really started. Well, but historically, they're giving it to him. The glam metal term was given to that style of music because it was from glam rock in the seventies, and he just took it and said, "Yeah, all those bands are gay LA metal," yeah. which is it was fu it's hilarious. It's a great line. It's an absolutely hel uh, hilarious line. But I am one hundred percent straight straight up saying it here. I'm probably going to be the you know the best shredder that night for. But you guys are. 
like you, they're just heavier in the sense that they're what their metal core because you yeah. guys have a heavy sound. It's just that you sing. We sing and well, it's rock and roll is what yeah. it is. It's not a metal band, and compared to the other two, where they're, they're just they're metal. metal bands, right? Yeah. Uh, and that, which is great. I have no problem playing with other bands. It's I love the crowd. Orchid. I, I love Orchid's range. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're gonna like the new stuff too. Then <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the new stuff because I like I like the range. I like that you have heavier stuff, you have poppier stuff, you have emotional stuff. I, I prefer that mm. than to have the same fucking sound over and over. Yeah, there's no way that we're ever gonna be capable of writing the same song over and over again, just because we get bored of the same stuff all the time. Yeah. We take we have a lot of different influences that I mean we've talked about this endlessly, but it they they change like every month. Like we find a new artist and we're like, oh, I fucking love this and I want to hear more of it. But um What are we doing on the Avenge Sevenfold front? Have you reached out? Is there gonna be a collab? What's I going would, on? I mean, listen, I can't speak, you know, NDAs and stuff. Gag orders. Gag oh someone's <laughs> getting gagged. I don't know the um I don't know how it works with, with heavy metal and rock stars. I know that with rap you can get pretty much anyone. Uh yeah, but you have to pay, and yeah. it's not cheap. It's not cheap, but I'm just saying you can. But I don't. I don't know if it's like that with rock. Uh, so there is a site that you can get some known names to to sing on your tracks. Uh, depend, and they have different uh, cost tiers too, where you can have them just sing, and that's like one price, or you can have them write the lyrics and sing, and that's one price, or that you can have them help produce the song, and that's like a completely different price. Um, but it's not a lot of it, it, the cost for them and the investment for it it really you won't get a, a big return on it because they're not going to do any promo of their own uh so for example if we were to get a, a known rapper if let's they say have, a snoop dog which will cost you around 50k oh no not even close it would be probably around half a million for oh a really yeah, yeah yeah for a name like that that's going to bring clout whether it just his name there um even ones that have that aren't even well that well known but they have one hit on like the rap charts or soundcloud it just explodes. that's the 50k Ah, yeah, and that's for one verse, and yes, that's not enough. You think fifty k is too too much, too little? No, fifty k oh. is too much for one verse. Yeah, yeah, but also from on the rap scene, they're very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unionized? Is it these rap unions? No, not unionized. They just they col- they're very open to collabing. It is a part of the culture there. Whereas yeah. in stuff stuff like heavy metal or rock and roll. There are you will see a lot uh, some collabs, but it's really not a part of that zeitgeist, I, I guess. And I love to collab. I love to collab as well. The other problem is I love the crossovers if, that comes from loving comic books as a kid. I love the surprise I love, crossover. I love crossovers too. I, I we want to collab with a lot of people, and we've actually reached out s- several times to different people over the years. The problem is most people are, and at least the ones that I've spoken to, are flakes. Yeah. They they'll be really into the whole idea of it and then when it comes down to actually doing some of the work they kind of just disappear um even like for the music video that we filmed uh, there were people that were interested in 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 being involved and we were going to pay like straight up like we'll pay you to be in the video we want you to be a part of the video and then they would just disappear um like yeah i don't like couldn't you couldn't get a hold of them and i was like what what's going on here I don't. Yeah, people I, are flaky. Very flaky. Yeah, it happens to me too. Yeah, and I don't understand it because as soon as someone wants me to be a part of something that they will feel will help their, I guess, art. I want to be. I'm honored. Help. Yeah, very honored. Like you think exactly. I can help? All right, let's do this. You know, so that's why I you end up seeing my name on like the guitar solos that I do for some people. I'm singing uh, lead vocals for a friend of mine's band because they they he wanted. Um, uh, he's the only guy. I'm the only guy he knows that sings clean. Uh, the other guys are just, they're screamers. So he wanted a clean vocalist and he asked me if I could do it. I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to do it for sure. I want to help you out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm doing a lot of the work too, because I have the studio at my place and we record it there. Uh, but for, for Orchid or, or just anybody in general, my whole career, getting anybody to 
want to help not even help out just collaborate and like let's let's write some good shit let's make some cool stuff it because it, it doesn't really work out i the, the way that i kind of see it is you're not down to create you're down to make your name bigger and if we can't make your name bigger it doesn't you, you're not interested which is horseshit because we, we don't have a scene no you have to create a scene yeah and it, I mean, already we're we're like outliers in terms of our sound. Like it, it, it's very poppy, but it's all it's very rock and roll. And when you don't really have a lot of that already in the city, and so for anybody to want to collab, they want to do something within their own genre, I guess. Like so, if I was in a metalcore band, it might be a little easier to have someone jump in and, and do vocals. Like I have my friend uh, Paul, who's a singer of Blackguard. If I if we had screamed vocals, he would one hundred percent be like down to do a verse, um, and he wouldn't you wouldn't charge me at all. But it wouldn't really fit with what we're doing, so I can't even utilize my friends that would do it because it's so different, so out there. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to do collabs. So if there's anyone listening who's down and you do that stuff, let's 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 talk because I'm. I, super, I already super thought about it. my collab that I wanted. I yeah. already told you, you guys and Jess Abram. But uh, that just never seems to work out. Yeah, yeah. She's flaky, I guess. She's flaking on you. I Listen, I've hit her up several times, and I haven't got really a lot of response. Yeah, so. she knows. She had told me last time. She knows she's flaky. She forgets sometimes. Like, she'll see a message. She's like, I'm going to reply, and then it's gone. I think I'm going to have to produce that track. I'm going to have to keep <laughs> you guys in, in line. It's the only way. Because that'll work. Listen, I'm always down. I'm always down. You don't have to keep me in line. You want, I, I'm, we're all, I'm always in the studio. Uh, you can, Julian comes over all the time when we're always writing new stuff. And if you don't want to do it in my studio, I don't care. We can go somewhere else. But I having that is... It really builds a fire. Not even builds a fire. It really inspires me to do different type of stuff too. Like, oh, there's going to be another voice here. What can we do different that we haven't done yet so far? Um, and we're super open to how the way things work anyways. If it sounds good, it is good. I don't care if it needs to. We don't really look at things in a way that you, it has to, has to be like this or it has to be a drop after this. If you think, if it sounds good to my ear, I think it's cool. I have ideas of how this could work out with you and her. Okay. Just the the way the like the range would be, right? Cuz you would have her, you 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 know how she sings, you yeah. know her style yeah, yeah, of yeah, music, yeah. but I would like it to be it doesn't have to be like critically ashamed. It could be like um uh I think it's no, not vanity. There's another song that you guys have that I think would like that Black kind of sound. It is Black Rose. Yeah. That would fit good. I think so, yeah. Right? You feel what I'm saying? I understand you see exactly it. what you're you saying. See, yeah, yeah, totally. Then you're right. All right, uh, Poseidon's... Uh, Poseidon's being Poseidon again? It's Poseidoning. Poseidoning, dude. Yo, I was watching on Paramount Plus. There's a show called The Offer. It's a miniseries, one season, 10 episodes. It's about the making of The Godfather. Oh, my God. Very good. Okay. Well cast, a lot of fun. Uh, and that motivated the fuck out of me. To do to, to do what? Everything I already do. Okay. <laughs> but it just motivated me because I was like, all right, they go through it. Like, seeing the movie producer, like, his first production his big production was that to produce it just what he had to go through dealing with the mob and all that and i was like okay so it's normal that in order for me to do the shit that i'm doing because all the behind the scenes stuff is ludicrous it's crazy yeah, shit i deal with yeah, yeah. I was like, okay but everyone when they're trying to make something great has to deal with that nonsense you know yeah so oh, it was yeah. it was very very interesting to see a lot of the a lot of the cool things that they ended up doing in the movie that i found out the real stuff I was like, oh, that's why that was done like this. That's why that was. So it was. Yeah, I, I love hearing those stories of like some some things that are known as like um, with anything like with films a lot. Like you think that a story beat or a point in the story was genius and that it was only done because like of some Necessity. limitation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a guy there who uh, one of the actors, uh, that goofy guy in the beginning who's reading notes. 
And like, why is that big guy reading notes, like trying to talk to the Godfather? And then in the show, it shows that he was a real mobster that they, because they ran out of people. Uh, the actor got sick or whatever, the actor died that they needed for that scene and they were recording it. So they got the guy who was there near the set and the guy couldn't act. <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's play with the fact that he can't act. So he's repeating the lines, doesn't know what they are. So he's repeating the lines. They go, we'll show him, we'll film him repeating the lines as if he's so nervous that he's repeating the lines to himself before he speaks to the Godfather because he doesn't want to offend the Godfather. So when he doesn't know what he's talking about, it just looks like he's a big nervous goof. Yeah. But he that was actually him being like, uh, hello, Justin. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Like that was really how he was speaking. He just couldn't. He could, yeah. I think that actually shows um, that you can adapt well. Like it does. you don't write a scene because it's a perfect scene. You, it, you're, you really develop, uh, I guess, a film or anything that you're creating based on what you have at available at the moment and it, that is that the brilliance there was they realized this guy can't fucking act let's give him let, let's make it so that we have to act around him that yeah, exactly I think is genius L little things like that and uh you know the scene where al pacino goes behind the toilet to get the gun yeah okay so if you notice he's like he gets it and then he's confused and he's struggling he's, he's like what the fuck and he's reaching he's trying to find the gun and he looks nervous so what it shows in the show i don't know how true it is but uh the guy's like where's the gun gonna be he's showing pacino and the prop guy who's putting the gun there, Pacino leaves the bathroom. And uh, Coppola, he looks at the guy. He's like, put a little bit more to the left and a little higher. Because <laughs> he wanted to get him. He wanted to get that shot of Pacino. Like, actually, like, where the fuck's the gun looking? And, like, that was his real reaction. He's like, what the fuck? Right. He, yeah. Yeah. Because so he, he's going to... You wouldn't know where the gun is. Someone else put it there, so he's looking. But that's for why. It, yeah. So if he had just, it was too easy. So that's why he's putting his both his hands. Like, what the fuck? He's looking for it because he's really that face. He's actually confused. Pacino's like. What the fuck's the gun? So it looks perfect on film because like this guy's a great actor, but that was his actual emotion of what the fuck's going on. Yeah, that's what like a good yeah. director will do or a good producer for uh, for anything. You know what the, the you should know the skill set of the person you're working with, and then utilizing it to your advantage, not asking them to do something that they could they're probably very well capable of doing. But it, you can it get that, that extra, little, yeah. yes, that little extra that really puts the scene over the top. Who produced uh, your music video? Like, what was the direction in that? Was it just your ideas? Like, how did that work? That is a phenomenal question. I actually directed it. Uh, when we were, so the song is Skin. And uh, when we. And when does it come out? October 28th. Friday, October 28th. Go pre-save, please. It does actually help I us. I try to pre-save. Yeah. And it would only give me the option for iTunes. Is that normal? No, that's not normal at all. I'll go look okay. into that. Because I don't be have the iTunes. I have the Spotify. I have the Spotify too. It's only for Spotify. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. I'll look into that. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, but please pray save. It's going to be out. It's going to be, it's a sick, sick, awesome, very sexy song. Very sexy. I'm aroused already. It's, this is great. It'll, it'll turn you on. Um, when we were, we're getting it mixed and everything, uh, we were talking about getting the music video done. And I already saw like a whole bunch of images in my head of how I, I thought it, it should go. So I went to Julian like, hey, do you mind if I direct this one? And he said, yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, so I, I, because the last music video that we did wasn't actually for Critically Ashamed. We filmed another one for All I Can. And it was so rushed and we had no ideas. You didn't like it? It wasn't, a, it was okay. But the first verse to the chorus was basically the same thing. We were watching it back and we're like, this isn't that great. And to follow up Critically Ashamed was something that's boring in the first minute. Critically Ashamed was a badass video. Yeah, yeah. And I, it looks beautiful and yeah. I love showing it. And so to follow that up with something that's boring in the first minute, we, we decided not to release it based on that. We might still, we'll fix it. We were thinking about fixing it so that we could release it, but we didn't want to follow it up with that. And I realized that it, we, we rushed it because we wanted to get it out for a certain date and then we didn't end up releasing it because it was rushed. 
So I didn't want to do that again. And I took time over the last two months, wrote a, a, a treatment for the, the music video. I got, I made a Pinterest board of all the, the uh, like the color schemes, the, 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 the shots that I would like to see. Cause there's a lot of like close shots of like touching skin. Uh, I want, and I, expressing it with words you you everyone can kind of think of their own images in their head but i found specific ones where i want scenes like this uh, and i want and you got them got oh yeah absolutely like as soon as i i made the treatment and i gave the pinterest board and i gave the idea of, like sexual tension and there's a tense uh, there should be tension between the characters it, it was very clear to the director who we've worked with uh, i've worked with him for like 10 years his name's philly Philly Films, if you need a phenomenal, phenomenal guy who makes music videos. Philly Films. Philly Films. And he's just, he's an awesome dude. He's such a character. I love him. Um, we went to him. I found, I found the, I booked the studios. I found the, what, what I was looking for. Um, we booked an Airbnb because Julian really, he's like, the one thing I want is like, I want to have a, a bed. Uh, I wanted bedroom scenes too, but to, uh, to try to keeping costs down, I thought I was going to keep it in one area. But he's like, let's just rent an Airbnb. I was like, cool. I can fit and that do whatever we want. Yeah. And then, you were, I had you guys written into the script. You went Poseidon and. Uh, you could have had him. He was here. I was flying back that day. That was, yeah. Yeah. It, it was on my birthday. God damn. I didn't even yeah. know that. I yeah. had no idea. Well, you guys were performing birthday. during my birthday. Yeah, I wanted to be there. I, I wanted you to be I'm there. Your I even biggest wrote fan. it. You have no idea how long, because I had written the script and then you, uh, you were saying, oh, yeah, I want to be in the video. So I was like, okay, how do I fit this in? And I remember pacing around my, my condo for like, I feel like an hour and a half just thinking how I could fit you in since it's about sexual tension. Just <laughs> me jacking just, off in a closet. I was like, do I have you and Poseidon make out or something? But <laughs> it's just me and Poseidon like this, just face just, to face. Just singing, I feel What's your up, skin on my skin. You know? You're a little close right now. <laughs> but, hey, you want to bring some water? Yeah, yeah, I was about to do that. But um, eventually I came up to the idea. It's like, oh, you, it would be... Julian, myself, you, uh, you and Poseidon just Circle hanging out in the, okay. in the Airbnb, and then like you get a phone call and you guys, gotta leave. Like, okay, yeah, you guys, let's, let's guys gotta go. Right? Yeah, and he's I like, like that. That's so brilliant. Uh, yeah, guys, there's ladies coming. Get but the fuck out of here. I forgot to double check with you on your date, so I was like, hey man, here's when we're filming the video. You're like, I'm in Greece. Like, oh, I was no. so upset. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, this is bullshit. This is some fucking bullshit. I've been looking forward to this. I know, and I I really could not reschedule anything just because of how tr how hard it was to get people together to, for one day and to like to rebook. I, all I don't of know the why studios. I thought it was going to be filmed in October. I misunderstood. I guess because I had all these dates in my head. Mm. I misunderstood the release of Skin date and the like, maybe the Piranha concert. Like there was so much mixture in my head. I think that's why I for some reason I assumed it was October that it was filming. But I guess that was the release. That, that was, that's the yeah. release. We want I want to give myself enough time to uh have the filmed, edited and then use it for promo. Um so I I worked backwards. It's like we want to release it on this date. We need to, like uh, we need to film at least a month before and if I want to get it a month before, I need at least a month and a half to regale everybody to see when when they're available to do it. Uh and one actually one of the first people I hit up outside of the band because it's just me and Julian, uh, was Sonia Von Satcher to oh, be in the video. Friend of the show, fan of the show. Yep. Yeah, met her at uh, Le Rebel at the show. And we, I was thinking, like, we need we need some girls, unfortunately, some women She's a in girl. the video. She's definitely a well girl. Well documented. Very, definitely yeah. a girl. Very very much a woman yeah. uh, to be in the video, uh, to, like, be opposite either me or Julian. Uh, because we were talking. She She's a team player. She was down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right away. Like, I remember being in Wildwood. Drunk off my ass with all my friends, and I'm like, oh she yeah. She said yes. I gotta be. Oh, I was like, I gotta, I gotta film a music video. I need to let me hit up Sonia. I just met her. Well, it was like literally like a two days after we we had spoken at Bordell, 
And I was like, hey, you want to be in my music video? She's like, yes, I love your band. I'd love to be involved. Um, and then she like ghosted me for two weeks. <laughs> that also sounds like her. Yeah, that yeah. also sounds like her. Yeah. But she was super apologetic. It was just my messages kept getting buried. So I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. She's like, I'm, I, I said yes. I'm 100% going to be involved. And it was amazing to work with her. She was. It was exactly what... Um, what I was looking for. And she brought in her friend Maeve to be opposite Julian because they hit it off. Um, and it, it just worked out so much better than I thought. So the music video, uh, I still haven't seen it, but tonight I should be seeing it. Um, I've given the direction on what I want scene wise. Um, and we have, we filmed so much, so, so, so much. he has a lot to work with. So yeah, he has so much stuff to work with. Uh, and it, the, we had so much seeing it behind the camera. Cause I was like kind of behind the shoulder when it was scenes that I wasn't involved in. It was exactly what I had in my head. He just knew what I wanted to see, uh, being involved was when it was Sonia and me on there, she was just playing the part so well that it, at one point it probably wasn't even really acting between us two. Yeah, it's like, uh, I forgot this camera's here. I forgot this camera. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Philly was just going around, and it was, it was great. There might be some mild nudity. Phil mild. signed up for a music video. He ended up with a porno, is what you're telling us. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, it was hard not to make jokes while I'm seeing this because, like, at one point, Julian and Maeve are going at it on uh, on the bed at the Airbnb, and I'm like, huh? So this is how Julian fucks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I'm like, oh, I'm the director. I'm just—he's trying not to laugh, and I'm making jokes. I'm like, I'm an idiot. But it was—it was super fun. We had a lot of uh, at the second. He half keeps apologizing. Just, You're like, yeah, it sounds like him. It sounds. It sounds I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, and yeah, so that drops the same day as a music video. Uh, excuse me, the music video drops the same day as a song. Um, it's all about if you guys want to know, the skin is a story of like toxic uh, hookup culture where. You know, it, it's a, it kind of tells the story of Julian and I, not together, of course, but with our separate female acquaintances, if you will. Companions. Companions. Lovers. Yeah, <laughs> lovers. Where I don't uh, like lover. I don't like lover and I don't like partner. Both anger me for different reasons. When somebody goes, this is my lover, I was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. It seems very and, 50s, you know, yeah, it's my lover. Partner, I hate partner. This is my partner. Oh, yeah, you guys started a business. You guys selling burgers <laughs> together? This is my partner. This is my, my, yeah. my hetero life mate. <laughs> yeah, hetero life mate, I'm cool with. My hetero life mate, Alan Bob. Yeah, hetero life mate, I like. But yeah, partner and lover bothers me. Yeah, yeah. Someone really told me that it. in French the other week. They're like, oh, I'm doing something with my lover. And I was like, oh, you dumb bitch. I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm very cool with like, you know, this is my bitch. No, no, no I'm just saying <laughs> my girlfriend, my friend, anything. But lover or partner, oh, they yeah, both yeah. sound so ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds a little forced. Like you're trying not to upset anybody almost. Yeah. Like this is my partner. In what? In, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. What do you do I manage my stocks. In laugh. <laughs> yeah. In laugh. In so laugh. I, I, but it might be a personal thing. I just don't like it. Other people might be cool I with it. I think it's a little weird when someone says that, but I I don't really care. You say whatever the say whatever the hell you want to say. Yeah, say whatever you want, but yeah. I will ridicule you. Uh, just a little bit, huh? Just yeah. a little, huh? I have no choice. Uh, I can't remember where I was. Okay, yeah, so... Um, we've had our, our share of, of female uh, you know, companions, if you will. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just supposed to be, a, the song's about, tells the story of a, um, two parties. It doesn't matter which perspective you take, the man or the woman, the man and the man, the girl and the girl, it doesn't matter. It, man, woman, girl, girl, man, man, All woman. of it, yeah, you know, like a Craigslist ad. Um, and it's about the, that's where you, you have a sexual relationship and it kind of starts to turn to, you, you resent the fact that the other one doesn't love you even though you don't want to love them. 
it so that's it ends up being about toxic hookup culture like the whole the, the tinders the the bumbles yes, where yes. there's there's a, a fear of commitment or there's a lack of will for commitment but you still want to be desired in that way um and it, it it's been uh, you know the story of julian and i's relationship uh, relationship with women through our 20s um and it's no it's not one specific girl it's just all the amalgamation of stuff like that and sometimes we're the ones who want to commit and the other ones don't uh that's why it's not really dude centric it it really is about like this is from both sides and the, the music video shows that i feel like women in those relationships like this is my experience they'll do the weirder stuff in those situations but us men will say the dumbest things we're the biggest dorks oh yeah 100%. i've said some stupid things to uh to women like not not the yeah just dumb you're like who is this who's this gay guy speaking like who <laughs> who, who says this when i was younger yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was uh, poseidon you feel me dog yeah, yeah, yeah just take a look at your yeah. facebook memories from like oh 10 bro years it's ago. so cringe oh. like i look like what a dork yeah what a dork mine were so bad my facebook memories were so bad i had to delete my old facebook yeah he account. deleted his facebook account because like okay this is too cringe it was I, so cringe he had to delete it i opened my facebook profile when i was 17 and let me tell you you do not want to read the basic diary of yourself from 17 that's open to the public. It yeah. is cringy. It's it's super cringe, but I, I've accepted the fact. I know, because it wasn't just me. I see other dudes, and I was like, ugh, we're such dorks. Mm. Do, oh yeah, dudes say the dumbest things. We do. We absolutely do. And we, uh, what's even crazier is we think it's cool in the moment. No, we think it's, I'm just being honest, which it is. You're being honest, but it's like, shut the don't be honest. Don't lie. Yeah, it's, it's lie a, lying you, is better. Your don't honesty be. just shows... <laughs> Your honesty just kind of shows your lack of understanding, your ignorance in yeah. sort of ways. It's just they're like, like they're going to use this against you. Don't fucking say oh it. Oh my god! Especially today, I've never had a Twitter. I have one, but I never tweet anything. Just mostly to see other people's. Not you could see it without an account, but I sometimes I like to attack people. You know, uh, like businesses, like Rogers. <laughs> Fuck you, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers <laughs> fucked up, Arcana. My latest tweet is based on a news article. A uh, news article that says, um, air pollution is making women fat, a new study says. And then I tweeted, I go, it's all the air pollution they put into those large bags of Doritos. Ah. Yeah, that was my I list. mean, have you, uh, you know what? You people might, think you that's me versus fat women. It's not. That's me versus uh, people saying that it's air pollution making women fat. Oh, I feel you. But yeah. you might be onto something. You know how much air is in those bags? Yeah, don't eat it, ladies. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> eat those Doritos, ladies. Also, it is made in China. CTV Montreal mm. says, does Halloween need to be on October 31st? The debate continues. And I tweeted, there is no debate. There You're is, the only ones yeah. debating this. No yeah. one. I've never, I've never heard, heard this. It's always been on that date. Is this on city, in City Hall? This is what they're fighting right now? They're tackling? We have refugees, but bro, when are we fucking celebrating Halloween? Does New Year's Day need to be January 1st? Yeah, that's why it's New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one respects anything anymore. Maybe they're just trying to make it like Easter where <laughs> it likes to confuse you every year. What day is it on today, guys? When did Jesus die for real? Do Italians do that too? I mean, the Catholics do that? Yes, it changes every year. Yeah, us too. It doesn't make any sense. We go by the moon. I think it goes by the moon. I just don't understand why it goes by the moon. Well, here's what I don't get if it goes by the moon. If it goes by the moon, then how come most of the time we're a week or a month apart? And then there's random times where we're on the same, we have the same Easter. Or Yeah, or, or it has to do with when it falls on that first Sunday. Like it's three weeks after the first Sunday of the month or, or the first Sunday Very of Lent. I'm like, who defined these? Why is his birthday December 25th, but everything else is like, eh. And from what of- we know, he was probably born in June. I heard it was April. You see, historical facts are bullshit. Yeah. Oh, it was a cancer. 
He was a cancer? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I'm oh. Jesus. Well, he was a cancer to the local uh, <laughs> Jewish and Roman population, yes. Uh, but to the rest of us. By the way, uh, I would just like to go back on something you said about the you want to have Pantels and I in it. A great idea to, uh, to well, it would have been, is uh, I get all creepy and shit and he gets me away from the women. That would not at all fit what that the song is the about. Song, but it would be hilarious. <laughs> okay. it, would be a nice, it would be a nice behind the scenes would, uh, I mean, where Sonia is like, hey, uh, can you help me with him? <laughs> Uh, I, it, it would fundamentally. I feel the him breathing on my neck is not good. I feel your skin on my skin, just where you won't let me in, and you see Poseidon like being all creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would. Oh my god! I, we can make a parody it's, video. He smelled like hummus and sweat is not good. By, by the way, I was an extra last week, and uh, I had to flirt with uh, the barmaid because I was in the shot. And uh, I basically, one of my things that I did is I was twirling my mustache as I was talking to her, mm. which is so fucking cringy, but I thought it would be hilarious. Fucking Captain Jack you Sparrow over here. It, it could be hilarious if you leaned into the creep factor, I think. Just, I did. I did. No, then might it might be hilarious. I did. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when the movie's coming out. I don't know. He doubled down. Yeah. You're in a movie. It was an extra for a movie. Dang. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's getting a lot of extra work. I l- well, two two times. It's not a lot. But. That's a lot. <laughs> that's that's Fucking, more than me. Uh, Poseidon two time over here. Two time. <laughs> Poseidon two time Poseidon. You know, <laughs> it's two time only two time. But uh, we want you guys in the, the music video. We're gonna film for a song called "Damaged Goods." I uh, never heard that song. I'm very upset again. Has, well, it, does that song exist? It. Well, you see, here's the thing. We played the Le Rebel, and that really we already had a fire under us, but this really just like it was a fucking gas explosion after that because Julian hadn't played a show in like a decade. And it was to a very big crowd that honestly was not there to see a band play. And we got a really good reaction from it. Oh, um, you're talking about Little Bell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he did phenomenally. I, it was the first time I played a show with my own band in at least like at least six or seven years. Um, and, you know, like I said, the reaction that we got from people who, one, had no idea who we were and two, were not expecting to see a band play at all was really f- fucking cool, especially when they thought the show was over and like all the comedians were kind of backing up and then, oh, we're coming back out and people came back to sit down yeah, to watch yeah, yeah. us. I was like, that's fucking cool. Um, so we built a fire on us. Right after that, I didn't get any sleep that night. Um, I drove to Wildwood uh, with my friends. It was a nine hour drive alone. Um, and when I came back from that trip, like three or four days later, Julian came and he, sh- he had a song called damaged goods that was written. He wrote it during the period that you were away. Yeah. He put, he put it all oh, together. He was, motivated. He, was, he was so inspired. Uh, he also went to Oceaga that weekend. So he was like, I can't, he came down and he showed me the song. And like, by the end of it, I was like, holy shit, this is probably the best song we have. It was so good. I, and I, I, of course put my guitar work on I'm the on Bob there. Rock of Montreal. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. And I put my guitar work on there. I helped. Uh, we there's a video of us working on the lyrics. It's for that song, um, and it we, he had most of it already done. That's it's 100 percent his song. I just added my I guess my flair to it. And, but it is so fucking good. I can't wait to to show you it. It really helped us write more songs after that because it just felt like this is what we've been waiting for. I guess, in in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and that song we want uh, a lot of people involved, and we definitely want you guys there for that one. Well, hey, I guess this shouldn't be on air, but I'll ask it vaguely. I won't mm. give too much away. So, uh, there, I'm currently working on something. Mm. Uh, I, I think I talked about it. Uh, it's it's pretty big. It's like a real thing with real production. Yeah, and like fuck that a- Muppet shit, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, like an actual thing. Um, uh, would you, I didn't even think about this, 
shit, should I get you guys on board for original music? You absolutely should. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll, we're always down. You know this. And if it's for you, oh my God, I, of course. You, last time you asked me, I finished it in like the two hours after it was. No, no, I'm going to give you way more time. I know. Than that. Uh, I'll, when we're done, I'll show you something. And, okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on board. I don't even need to consult Julian. He's going to be on board too. This is the type okay. of shit we we love doing. That we love writing our own music, but just writing music is a big part. But of you're gonna have to it. shut your whore mouth about it. It's top <sighs> secret right now. Okay. Yeah. I hate shutting my whore mouth. I know, but it'll be worth it in the end. I know. No, don't worry. Yeah. I won't say a fucking. The explosion word is going to be worth it. Uh, are we? We're exploding. Oh, uh, it, it's 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 a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will absolutely keep my mouth shut. I'll keep Good. it to our my inner circle. Yeah. Also, because the idea of something big coming out and be like, oh, you guys heard of this? Yeah, yeah. Guess who fucking did the music yeah, for that? Yeah, I did that? the music for that, yeah. You, under, you understand there's people I work with that watch your podcast <laughs> <laughs> in French. And uh, I told them about Le Rebel, and they're like, I had no idea you did the music for the intro. And Dude, like, the I, I didn't, my agent was telling me about the French podcast. So my agent goes to me... Um, because she's French Quebecer, mm. and she's from, uh, I think, the Saguenay-Lac-Saint-Jean area. And her brother was telling her, like, wait a second, are you like, are you working with Pantels? Is that, like, one of your new clients? And uh, she's like, yeah. He's like, all I hear about is all my, they talk about, the, they're in, all they talk about him and his fucking podcast in French. That's all they talk about. Yeah, man. Like, it's a whole big deal here. And the guy, I don't think he's ever been here. <laughs> and I was like, I've been there once, I think. I've been there once. I mean, I, I see the Spotify listens, and a lot of them are from northern parts of Quebec. And I'm asking people that, like, may have been there. I'm like, do you know anybody in cast. Joliet? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I clearly understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the people that I work with, I've talked about my band. They know I'm in a band. They see the photos and stuff. And they're like, I had no idea you did the music for them. I'm like, well, motherfucker, do you pay attention? <laughs> Quebec is going to end up separating because of me. Probably. I'm going to become the leader of Quebec because it's they're, they're, they're sucking me in. I mean, Bro, they're, they're, they're pulling me under. Like I, I, keep, I get more excited to do French comedy than I do English. That's never happened before. Mm. Right? Um, like I'm part of the community. Like I go to the bordel. Every time I go in, it's like the best experience. I walk in like welcome home. Yeah, and I've been me and Julian have been going a lot more frequently as well. Dude, and it's we the best place. In. Yeah, Bass, Bass, shout out, dude. Fucking, Bass, a fucking awesome dude. Every time yeah. I'm doing shows there, I was there over the weekend. I'm gonna go tonight too. Um, it's just it feels great. It's it's awesome. I can fuck around with the crowd. They get that it's jokes. It's well, you. I think you're definitely a part of that. I guess fabric now, right? Uh, and being the only two musicians going walking in there, and a lot of people are like, "Are you guys comedians?" Like, no, we're musicians. What are you doing here? Hanging out, hanging out. You know? Yeah, it's, it's it's the funnest place. Yeah, and great food, phenomenal oh, food. Oh my yeah, god, they don't fuck around there. They don't. They don't. Um, they do everything that they do. They do it well, like perfectly. So they do comedy. They do it well. They have the best setup for comedy. They have the best comedians going in there. They have the food. They have a great chef. They have the. It's not bar food. It's like good food. No, like it a is restaurant absolutely food. good food. Uh, the way they treat people. It, does, it doesn't feel like, like you go in and you feel like, oh, I'm respected here as a customer, as a client. I agree. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. And I've been to a lot of places. I, um, th there's very few like that. That's an entertainment venue, I guess, that treats you, everybody, like they're, they're super welcoming and everyone's a part of it. Because like in the music scene, there's a lot of characters. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking characters and they always think that they're like... Oh, I don't know who you are. You have to prove your way into being a part of what this is, which I don't really. No, like. the Quebecers, they're very welcoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I, no denying that there. If anyone were to say opposite, it's probably because you're from Ontario or but something. But the thing is, they do say the opposite. That's kind of the reputation Quebecers get. Uh, they're xenophobic. They're shitty. They only want friends. I'm the best example of like 
that that's not what's happening mm. en masse. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere now. From the, I, I haven't had a situation um, that I could tell you. They're like, oh, fuck this guy. He's English. The only time I ever had a situation because of my accent or whatever wasn't in Quebec. It was uh, in Ontario. It was the French people in Ontario that w- w- got mad at me. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Uh, everywhere, dude, in Quebec, it's the complete opposite. They're like, this guy's fucking trying. He's fucking, he changed his career path, basically. He's doing it in fucking French. We're going to support this guy. Like, and they like it. They come out. It's the complete opposite of what in the media they tell you. That they can't, they won't accept you. They won't, they're, they're doing the complete opposite with me. Uh, I mean... We, we, we talk about this often, for sure, and I agree. Um, everywhere that I've played in Quebec, I've been welcomed. Even a lot of people, especially like, you know, Reina Randa. Yeah. They're, Dude, they, I had the best time there. I was there two weeks ago. Yeah, it's always fun. And when they find out we're from Montreal or you're from Montreal, they almost treat you like a god because you're from the, the city of Montreal, which to me is like, really? I, I didn't expect this. Yeah, no, they're, they're fucking respectful. Even yeah. me, they come and because they watch the episodes from the beginning. And they've seen me when I first, first did Suzekut. So they see the evolution and they're like, yeah, by the way, we've noticed the drastic improvement in your French. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it shows that you're putting in an effort. You're not repeating like one word and pretending you speak French. You're actually fucking like me. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't get like the reaction that the media would say of, oh, they're going to get mad. They hate you. They tell you to fuck off. And I, bro, it's been the complete opposite. Yeah. I think that there's some people like that and just yeah, like but everywhere, some but it's, like not that that, it's not the majority at yeah, all. But not, it's not, not the majority. The, what, the, the one, the thing that I guess upsets me is when they like media or, or, or stuff play into this culture war. Which one guy's going to write uh fuck this Greek or fuck the English people. And then the media is going to be like Quebecers. Hate the Greeks or hate it. That's a crazy thing, bro. You're applying that to 8 million people. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah, exactly. I understand that, like, maybe um, outside of the, the, the greater Montreal area, people would think of Montreal as this big fucking just English-only place because that's only time that they talk about it in the media is, like, Montreal's becoming more English and French. Yeah. Not exactly the truth, but, yes, of course, there is a large population of, of Anglophones in Montreal. Or allophones, yeah. Yeah, or allophones, exactly. I understand that that kind of fear, but everywhere else, it's... It, there isn't really an issue. I've gone everywhere and they clearly know that I'm Anglophone, but I don't get treated any different. No, sometimes they even try, if they see you're trying and it can't work out, they'll try their English or most of yeah. them are bilingual anyway. Most of the time yeah. is they'll, they'll switch to speaking English and they tell me they need to practice. I'm like, yeah, yeah. motherfucker, I need to practice too. And they're like, no, but it's terrible. So we're going to switch to English yeah, so yeah. that I can understand you. That's exactly yeah. it. It's like, all right, I see what you're doing. I like you anyway. Let's hang out. But I feel like I'm, I'm living it. So I'm the best example like to be that... Uh, the person who could say, no, it's not like that. Like, I'm actually living it. Forget what they tell you is happening. I'm in it. Yeah, no, so you're, you're no. there. You're absolutely yeah. there. I think you're like... Uh, I hosted a gala. It's just pour in French. You absolutely did for the f- inaugural version of the nasty show. Yeah, well, like, what are, they, what are they talking about? I, I, like, I, I don't know what they yeah. would talk about. You're like, if anything, you're... Sugar Sammy does both English and French. You're you're the one that you, you see starting out with just English and then became a part of the French community, which I don't... I, all of a sudden, I just knew Sugar Sammy and he, because people would say he does it both French and English. Yeah. So, like, you see your progression, I guess. Yeah, and Sammy's a... Sammy's a good motivator, too. Oh, like, yeah? when I speak to him, he's always like... Uh, if I'm nervous about something, he's always like, nah, bro. Like, you're doing the right things. Mm. Like, him, he's, he does his own shit. You see, he's kicking ass. But he's, he also motivates, too, when he gets the, the opportunity. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like to motivate uh, young musicians all the time. Well... If they're trying to make a career out of it, I say, here is what you need to know and don't do it. Uh, but if you want to play music, I always encourage that. Yeah, because you know, there's some people that pull you down. Him is, he came, he was just hanging out. He came to the studio just so we could talk like a few weeks ago. And poor guy had to deal with, so we're shooting the shit. He's just telling me, poor guy, like he's, so imagine now, it's a conversation. We're sitting on the couch with some friends. So Sammy's just giving me advice. I'm asking him questions. He's asking me stuff. We're just talking. 
And then I realized, I go, oh, fuck. The intellectuals are going to show up soon because they're recording. So first Poseidon shows up and he's flustered, whatever. He's Poseidon. You know, something always happens to Poseidon. Like, bro, you're never going to believe what the fuck happened in the parking lot. I had to fucking blow a guy to get my... Like, it's always... Poseidon is... He lives a life of extremes. Oh, yeah. There's no middle. So then he walks in, but Sammy knows him. So, you know, he's laughing, whatever. He's good. Then fucking Guido walks in. And he's like, all right. And you see Sammy's like, all right. So this is like, they just walk in here. Like this is, I go, yeah, sometimes it gets worse. Bro, I say it. Fucking Adam walks in and Adam walks dick first. Adam I know, walks. I, <laughs> he walks into every room cock first. So he opens the door, he walks in. He's like, hello. And then what does he, he bows to Sammy. And he bows. <laughs> he, you remember that? He bows. He extends his arm and he goes, "Oh, uh, all of the big celebrities hang out here, huh?" He goes like something weird. And Sammy's like, "How you doing, buddy?" <laughs> so like, oh, it was the weirdest. And then they're, oh my they're God, like, dude. and Sammy's like, "What do these guys do here?" And I go, "They do their show, but they're all a little weird." And he's like, "Listen, guys, I need some help. Um, uh, the thing is, yeah, I might go to jail." I might go to jail. The extortion thing, that's one thing. Then there was the fraud. The fraud checks. Did I know it was a fraud check? Maybe. Maybe I use a fraud check. But did I want it? Like, he's just talking to... And Sammy's like, what the fuck's going on? I don't even know this guy. Why is he telling me about fraudulent checks? And he's going to get arrested and he's going to jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, it was lunatic shit. Lunatic shit. Listen, I... And that was the day he asked me, Adam. He goes... Uh, no, it was the day before where he goes, uh, Look, you were on uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, how much money he make uh, off the Spotify deal? Like, oh, 100 million more. Like, he's doing well for himself. Okay, um, can you call him? Ask him to loan me $40,000 because you know me and you could tell him that I'm good for it. I go, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? That is the most lunatic request I've ever heard in my fucking life. This is how he gets himself into so much trouble. Yeah, this, this is how I would lose my credibility. Yeah, 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 100%. Joe Rogan, bro, listen. Remember, remember the time I was on your podcast? I, I know a retarded man who needs $40,000. Why should you give it to him? Apparently, he's good for it. I'm vouching for this guy. It's so crazy. I mean, I, I'm I've been following the Adam saga since the day one, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I only put on the intellectuals that day because I had to go so I had to go to bed earlier to hear my intro song. So I put it on, and then I see Adam, and I I just was pulled into this story, and yeah, I couldn't stop watching. And yeah. then as soon as it was done, like two hours later, totally did not go to bed on time. I send it to all my friends like, guys, you have to watch this. This is amazing. Uh, one of my best friends, Armin, he's been following it along just as much. And he's like, <laughs> oh my God. He watched it three or four times. He's like, I can't believe this. He un- but, he, but we feel for Adam. I was like, I want to I wanna protect you almost. Like, what, what are you doing? I'm trying, but I, I lose my mind. Last time I'm yelling, he's like, look, I got fired. I go, where'd you get fired? He's like, I got fired from Dollarama. I go, how do you get fired from Dollarama? He's like, because in the back, and my job is to use the forklift. I was like, okay. He's like, I don't know how to use the forklift. So the boss came around and he saw me not using the forklift and he said, fire that man. And I was like, well, yeah, because you're not doing your job. You're just standing there. And then I go, how are you going to pay your rent? He's like, uh, I know a lady who can help me get a job. Uh, tomorrow I'll fax her. I was like, you have a fax machine? Why you just call her? Who has a fax machine? Why do you have a fax like, So there's all these fucking questions in my head. It's so much. I was like, how do you live? How do you pay your rent? He's like, I live off $180 a week. What? And I was like, how is that possible? He's like, my rent is $170 a month. I was like, where do you live? He's like, in someone's basement. And now the guy that he lived in his basement, he still pays rent. But he's like, I want to move someone else in. So they took over Adam's house and they moved him into the boiler room, the furnace room. So he has, he just sleeps in the furnace room. And then to go to the bathroom, he has to go into his old apartment, which is the new guy's room. It's fucking, he lives. Does he, this man not feel fear of anything? But I told him, he's like, it doesn't bug me. I go, how does that, he's like, I'm doing the guy, the landlord a favor. I go, you can't, you're paying your rent. That's not a favor. I, it's like, I, listen, I, I, I want to have, 
you clearly are you're a smarter person than I am, and if you can't, I don't get know if that's item, true. Uh, that's absolutely the truth. How, really, how smart am I that I fill my life with these mental patients? Well, I that mean, are driving me crazy. You you almost lead them. You're their leader, Pantelis. I'm I'm Nick Fury, <laughs> and I've Nick furious. I'm Nick Furious. I've assembled the Dumb Avengers. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, the first retard. I'm Captain Retard. He started, yeah. I, I, he was, he's the first he's the, retard. The first, I went to him first. The first dumb And Avenger. I was like, I think I could do something with you. He's the first dumb Avenger. And then I got him the Black Widow, uh, Guido Grasso. Uh, Black Widow. Oh, he's Black Widow. Black Grasso. Was, uh, the Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, so I got him. And I was like, oh, this is fine. And then they discovered Adam. I mean. And I'm, now they have Claudio Capri. It is. It is. Uh, I wanted to be a part of that to help him with the style and stuff, you know. Like, listen, man. But I, I dang. But you, the more I keep learning about him, the more I'm just like, you. You're just content. Yep. Like everything, you're just happy with. Now that's that's a way to live a life, but it's also it, it, a little toxic. Like you, you need to understand. You need to want more for yourself. You man. can't be sleeping in a boiler room for a hundred and seventy dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. But he gets mad when I say it. He's like, no, I'm perfectly happy. And then I think about it, I go, maybe he's the smart one in this. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. we get we, we upset with perfect. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able. I'd kill myself. But he's ups- He's like, bro, this is awesome. I don't think you understand. I have my own furnace. <laughs> and you know what? There is a beauty in that because we, we actively. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I feel like we didn't appreciate that line he just dropped. So casually. <laughs> He's got a boiler. That's why there's a beauty in that because we actively put ourselves in situations that make our lives loving hell. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm secure now. How can I fuck my life up way worse than I've ever done before in my uh, in my life? I constantly make the wrong decision. Oh, yeah, me too. But uh, I've also got, done some really awesome things. But I mean, hey, Adam's got a boiler. You I know? think I'm, I need I'm to have impulse bad control. decisions. Sorry? I'm the king of bad decisions as well. But well, yeah. actually, They're mostly food related. Here, we right? have a new song that uh, is going to be actually coming out for an album we're making for next year. There's the king actual... of bad decisions? No, no, no. You look like bad decisions. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That one's uh, another sexy song. That one's about the ladies. It, it absolutely is. And it's, uh, it's like, mm. you look like I'm getting divorced. It's very much, <laughs> it's a slow jam, very bluesy, like uh, R&B, if you will. You'll... Uh, You'll, you want some sex with that. Speaking of R&B. Yes. Uh, you've seen what our man Kanye West is up to. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you not? But also at the same time, he's... I, th- I think that hit on the head 10 years ago really gave him brain damage. Look, here's <laughs> what I'm going to say. He's not happy with the Jews. He's not happy with anybody, it seems. He's not happy with the Jews. Uh, my buddy oh my Danny God. Polchuk posted the funniest thing. Go to uh, Danny Polchuk's Twitter or Instagram. Oh, dude, he is fucking hilarious. He's because like, uh, Kanye's just going off on the Jews. He's just like the thing with the Jews is. Uh, so is he listening to you? Huh? Is he listening he's to just you? Listening to this podcast. Yeah. Man. So Danny Polchuk keeps making fun of him, uh, like in a, in a good way. He's, he's a great comic, Danny. Um, he posted Kanye's new shirt. Bro, you're gonna die. Okay, yeah, don't retweet. Dude, just fucking... Yeah, I was just doing it real, real quick. Yeah, there he is. There RQ, he is. RQ. Yeah. Look at this, bro. You're going to die. boys cast. Scroll mm. down. What's a super follow? Super follow is... Uh, I, I don't know. You, you got to pay, pay them? Follow, yeah. Scroll down. Look at that shirt. Under, under, Poseidon, there's a picture of Kanye. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> bro, Danny is fucking hilarious. No! So this was a caricature 
of Jews that they used to have, I think, around World War II or before, to show they're evil, they're goblins, or what, like that kind of caricature of Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes, now, ob- obviously, that's photoshopped. Kanye, I don't think, is wearing that. But it is fucking hilarious. Listen, Kanye is probably one of the most brilliant producers and songwriters. I don't know people will, will hate me for that, but he really has changed a lot that you don't even realize. Um, but I also think part of that came from the fact that he's absolutely, like... Mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah he But has here's an the issue. thing. This is what Kanye is saying. He's saying the Jews control the media and they're holding me down, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, that's crazy. But then he got his account suspended for saying that. Oh, I see the irony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's like, guys, down. I feel like that was the wrong move. At the same time, you I feel know, like that was the wrong move. Just the optics of this. It's so, <laughs> yeah, you're really just giving it to him at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, now he's just going to be like, you see? You know, at the same time, this guy's a billionaire, so I think he's lost his mind, but I'm probably the not intelligent enough to understand that this is his whole plan the entire time. Cause I think he's a troll, too. He's been, yeah, he's definitely a troll, but he filmed a documentary for like the last 20 years that nobody's known about before he was even famous. That is some brilliant foresight. He's been filming this whole time? Well, he had a documentary that came out on Netflix called Genius. Then it is was, it good? I haven't seen it, but I know that it starts off before his fame and... That's a brilliant, amazing foresight. Like also the confidence that like, I'm going to start a documentary that's only going to come out and when I'm really, really famous. That's Yee. crazy. Zas. Yin. Yee. Yeah. He, now he's not Kanye anymore. He's just Yi. He's changed yeah, his yeah. name. Just is it Yi or Yi? Yay. Is it well depending on uh, how how you know? Look, I mean, uh, I'll invite him to the it. podcast. I'll do a podcast with him. I like him. Uh, I don't mind him because they're all eccentric. All the artists I know are all eccentric they're in all different the ways. Ones, all the, we're all, all the good I, ones. I know I'm a weirdo. I get it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm not normal. I understand I'm not normal. Um, he's a different kind of not normal. I think one of the things that in my life that I, I've come to uh, like embrace more, I guess, is... Um, Your weirdness? Yeah, but specifically, I remember when you had a podcast and you were talking about that you thought you were on some type of spectrum because a lot of a lot of people have are creative people are on the spectrum, right? And I was going through some stuff for sure, and I had someone had told me that I might have ADHD, and I laughed because I was like, everyone thinks they have ADHD, but the, the more I looked into it, the more I'm like, oh my god, this is very much me. Like it's the opposite of when you have those horoscopes and you're reading them like that. This is gonna apply to basically everybody that you know, including me. ADHD, I'm like, no, that's definitely me. I got diagnosed, absolutely, and there was a whole report, and I was like, and they, in fact, I read it again yesterday, and it said severe, and I was like, oh, yeah, dang. I'm telling you. So, but a part of that, uh, what comes with ADHD is the stuff that I guess doesn't make me normal, which makes me weird. I'm embracing that a lot more. But may, you being weird is why, okay, so if it was easy, everyone would do it, and yeah. if it was simple, everyone would do it. I know this with my line of work mm. because I've brought in people. Uh, he knows, uh, Poseidon, we're not going to make fun of everyone, but you you know who I'm trying to talk about right now, who wanted to do podcasts, who said, bro, I'd be the best guest. I would wow. do, let's do it. And this, the weirdest thing was I've had a guy who came on and we obviously it never aired, but the camera, as soon as the cameras were, on, were rolling, he was blabbing, blabbing. And as soon as it came on, he, yes. <laughs> Hello, uh, yeah. The uh, Elon Musk uh, with Joe he, Rogan. Yeah, he just, I was like, what the fuck? I go, bro, just be normal. Talk, uh, uh, like everything, he couldn't, it just wasn't for him, even though he thought I'm the best at this. I have friends who, they're like, bro, stand up, you do stand up. It's, it's kind of fucking easy. Like, I could do that shit. So I was like, okay, I hooked them up with open mics. And they bomb so hard that they never wanted to go back to open mics. They're like, oh, like, and I'm not, it's not to make fun of them. It's to say, it's, I understand that there's something weird about what I do. 
I understand now that it's not easy. It's not for everyone. So I embrace it mm. and I double down on all the things that I'm good at that other people are not good at. Everyone has their skills. I yeah. get it. It's, I'm not, and now I finally understand that it's because of my wackiness that I can do this. If I was normal, quote unquote, there's no way I could do any of this shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I've also realized that about myself with like even guitar playing. I got, I always thought it was just because I, I practiced better than other people, which is probably also the truth, but I probably practiced better with people because of the ADHD because I focused on the things that I wasn't doing very well and just played them until I did them well. The technique, not the not the. You pulled a Kobe part. Bryant in music. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And it made me a lot, fat, a lot better, a lot quicker, even with... Uh, I, even though I didn't practice every day or have a, a practice regimen, I still don't. Um, and I only yeah, don't go full that, Kobe Bryant because you saw where that got him. I mean, I wouldn't stop playing guitar, but um, through the course of the years, I started realizing uh, maybe it had a lot more to do with how my brain works and the fact that I was supposed to, uh, in the sense, like I was designed to play, like my head meant, was meant for music um, and, instead of the fact that like I just practice better than other people because I know some people just never stop yeah. and were if you give me the same t uh, difficult piece of music to learn, I will be able to learn it without much um, in the way. It's more just remembering it. Whereas them, they might struggle with a, a specific technique that I'm like, yeah, just make it easier on yourself. Why Why do the exactly what's there if you can do the exact same thing with a different technique? Yeah, get to the same result yeah. in an easier manner. So I realized that that probably had to do with the ADHD and not the fact that I was just a brilliant guitar player, uh, which I'm cool with. I, I, I can still, the guitar is uh, a means to an end to express myself. So having the ability to do whatever I want is cool for me. Um, and the weirdness... I never ever once had stage fright. I love going yeah, out there. The more people, fright. the better. It's actually, you probably know this. The, um, if there's one person there, it's much harder to do that than there is for like a thousand or a hundred thousand yeah, people. Yeah. So I, I've always been like, I've always thrived on that. Playing shows is great. And when there was a time in the 2010s, 2014, 2015, where people weren't really at shows, you're playing to like 10 people. It really didn't interest me anymore. Uh, but now there's actually, everyone's going to shows again. So that is like, I can't wait. Never had stage fright, which is weird for a lot of people. Let's hope the shows stay open. I'm a little nervous now if they're going to start locking us down again. I saw what Boston University is up to, which was so retarded. They made uh, a new form of super uh, COVID that they gave to to rats to, to test them in the lab, and it kills 80% of them. Like, it has an 80% kill. Why would they do that? Why are they playing with this again? This is how it started in Wuhan. They had that lab. They were doing gain-of-function research. Why are we doing this again? But this is why I hate people. People are so fucking stupid. So, like, uh, Pfizer came out now. Well, they, didn't come, they were forced to come out. So they said, we never said... Because remember, the whole excuse was... Get your shot, even if you're healthy, because you're protecting someone else from transmission. Oh, yeah. They said, no, this shot doesn't stop transmission. We never said that. It's like, yeah, you did. You all said that. It was all over the media. That's why people were fucking... So they come out now, you know, and, and basically apologize for their lies. Like, just live with, live with it. This is fucking crazy to me. And same thing now. Gain of function. We shouldn't be doing this shit. They're doing it in a fucking lab again, now in Boston. Why are we doing this? <laughs> why? This is crazy. Uh... I don't understand how people aren't saying anything. No one's protesting. This is nuts. I think uh, that's like the the some of the evil forms of capitalism. I'm 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 totally a capitalist. Don't get me wrong, but that that's where it comes in. Is like we can make money on viruses by giving the vaccines. I could totally see that being a thing, and that's yeah, why they're it still doing it. Thing. That's why we pre-bought hundreds of millions of dollars have already been. Paid. How do you pre-buy something like in this case where we don't know? That it's necessary. You're just reserving it because that's that's why. Like the they know that the governments are going to pay for it, so yeah. that's just like we can make two billion dollars just by putting out a, a virus that takes us, you know, a million dollars to develop. Like that that's the ultimate return. 
Um, that's I, that's really what I think it is. Uh, I think it's horseshit, and but also it also fits in line. Everyone was reelected again, or those yeah. who weren't, especially here. Where well, probably, here I don't know why people are surprised. I've been saying it for months. Oh, I, I, knew was, I, I go. It's impossible for him not to get reelected. All the other parties were disorganized. Yeah, they seemed like high school students. It seems like a high school they just didn't know uh, election. What they were yeah, they didn't know what they were talking about. What they were doing. Um, he has a huge base outside of Montreal. There's no way he loses. Yeah, I, I knew he was going to win, but at the same time, it's like, well, he's already won. He's got another four years. If he wants to lock us down again, he can totally do that. And what are the other parties going to do? This is like I said last time. There was no other party that was going to do anything different than what they did. That's why they had a hard time fighting it because they were like, we probably would have done the same thing. He's doing it right. We just can't say. I don't agree that he did it right, but whatever. Um, no, he, there's a lot he fucked up, but yeah. I give him the, the benefit of at the time you didn't know. You didn't know, yeah. But the last lockdown, that was absurd. The, the curfew, yeah. that was absurd. When we were the only place on the planet that had it, yeah, he was nuts. Yeah. When people were removing vaccine requirements in Denmark, like, okay, you don't need to take the shot. And here we still had a curfew. That to me was insane. Well, from uh, I was already pretty upset with how, like, I understand the first wave. You don't know, and he was very cautious. Yeah, about that's why it. I said I the first you. part. Yeah, I yeah. was like, okay, you don't know. Let's just totally thought safe. that that was done brilliantly. After that, uh, you know, where you start seeing other parts of the world and they're opening up, and it's just our numbers are still worse than everybody else, and we're the most restricted. And then a curfew. This is gonna help. And then it took five months to remove the curfew. Oh yeah, it helped. That's why it was in place for five months, right? Yeah. It, like, it well, make it didn't sense. help, and we know it didn't help, and they have no uh, data to back it up. But nothing's going to happen. Like, I think now the government of Canada is in court um, now that the dust has settled because they have to justify the Emergencies Act. Remember that he yeah, implemented? I, I heard he about was trying that. to fight the truckers. Now, legally, forget, because what he was saying was just shit that he was saying. He's like, a bunch of Nazis are trying to take over. None of that's true. That's just him saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nazis weren't taking over. It was a bunch of Sikh uh, truck drivers that fucking uh, didn't want the mandates. So he was saying a lot of stuff and the news was going, well, that's fine to brainwash idiots that don't look into it. But... Now, like legally, it's like, dude, you have to justify it. This is nonsense. You literally had a plan to take these measures out. Because they protested, you wanted to show I'm in charge, so you held back and you didn't do it. And then the second all this was over, then you're like, all right, yeah, now we're pulling the measures. Then why would you let them take over the city for so long, uh, freeze bank accounts, put women in jail, put all these people in jail, for, when you were going to end it anyway? Just end it so they don't protest. I, I try to figure out You had out a pissing people, contest. You had don't. a pissing contest with truckers. Yeah, that's, that's what, what happened. it is. It was a pissing contest. It was it was a lot of a lot of all that happened was a pissing contest. Yeah, okay, you know? it doesn't make sense, so we're gonna end it. Oh, you want me to end it? No, no, I'm not ending it. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, you, you want to keep going? Yeah, it's like a parent playing a yeah. you keep going, keep saying the word. Yeah, don't you're worry. the prime minister of a fucking country. Yeah. You, this is not you uh, arguing with your girlfriend. It's basically, I was going to do the dishes until you told me yeah. to do them. He did yeah. that but to I'm an entire country. Yeah, it basically. And we made them the bad guys. That's what shocked me. It's like, guys, they were clearly right because they fucking dropped the mandates right after. It's uh, Yeah, it's exactly what it was. It's always what politics does. They find a bad guy that doesn't exist, and then they make it out to be the, the worst form. Like, oh, it's the first part of the pandemic. They blamed it on young people not following the rules. Yeah, they blamed like, it on Asians. They blamed <laughs> it on young people. Uh, then when it came out that the guys blaming the Asians, like Fauci, oh, they, it was a... Uh, their labs that were yeah, doing the gain yeah. of function research, and they're like, "No, no, no! Stop talking about Asia! Don't talk about Wuhan! Don't, don't it's talk about it!" It's a classic. It's a classic political playbook. Find yeah. a bad guy and pin it on them, and then you get what you want, which yeah. is fucking stupid that people can't see through that. Uh, I understand if you live in a very isolated community, you don't. You all you have information wise is that, but yeah. it. I mean, fuck! It's not the truth. <laughs> oh man, there was a lot of there was a lot of fucking disinformation. 
It was a lot of shit happening. I got a, I got a segue here. Not yeah. a very good one, but I got a bone to pick with this after party from La Rebelle. I show up and nobody was there. What after party? Uh, I can't remember. At, at Bordel. I so we, we were the show was ended. You guys were leaving. We had to to, to take down tear down. And you're like, all right, we're gonna have an after party at Baldell, and everyone was going there. Yeah. So we had to you know bring our equipment back and everything. Me and Julian show up at Baldell, and the was first empty? thing, not it was empty. Just the first thing that we, when we walk through the doors is like, oh, they're not here. Oh, <laughs> that's. I think so, I left early. <laughs> I left early because uh, I had my wife and the, my dog was at my mom's. I wanted okay, to yeah. go get my dog, bring her home. She was lonely. Um, so that's why I left early. I don't know when he left. Oh, yeah. Well, we left. I tried to foist uh, Adam that night on you. Remember? No, no, no. That was oh, another no. night. That, that This was at Le Rebel. We went, we went to... I remember I parked on the side, but I even said, I'm just staying for 10 minutes. Just say hi to everyone. And I left. I don't know why you left. You stay, You were there after me. You stayed there with your girlfriend. Oh, we stayed for a bit, but we dipped as well. Okay, yeah. And then Mike, I guess, after I left, Mike's like, fuck it. So then Mike bounced. I can't remember what happened, but <laughs> I, I I can't remember exactly who was there. But we walked in, and the first thing that the barmaid told us, like, oh, they left. And I was like, <laughs> it's an I hour. I love that she knew. Yeah, it was like, it's an hour later. Like, what's going on? I, I, I thought well, they were going to stay longer. I didn't know that I was the life of the party. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I sorry. Was, I, no, that's all good. I was just, I was shocked. I'm like, these comedians, they keep telling me about this party and I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Preach was there. So yeah. he was just like, he was like more like sullen. He's like, yeah, man, they left. I mean, yeah, uh, it's just because I hadn't planned properly. I have my dog and I have to go get it and all that. Oh, no, it's fine. It was uh, just funny. I was like, me and Joel were like, this is the after party. We stayed. We had drinks. When I, we I, first got there, it was great. Uh, I can imagine. You were there. It was, it was great. When we first got there, it was great. Yeah. Poseidon was there. I know he was there. But yeah, um, yeah I, that's where actually where I met Sonia was because she was smoking. And I'm like, let me go say hi. Uh, and we, we, that's where that's where. How I do you her. feel about music videos? Oh, I didn't ask her there. I just, you know, broached the topic because I was like, oh, she can, you know, she could probably be in a music video. So I'm like, hey, so, what's up? We I think she I. could act if she wants to. Oh, she definitely could. Oh, yeah. she's phenomenal. She's she's absolutely brilliant with that. With everything. I mean, just look at her work now. Think she likes that shit? She she definitely does. I'm sure she does. <laughs> I gotta ask her. I don't even remember. Does she still do OnlyFans? Uh, I think so. I want to know. Uh, I have some business related. Questions I hope about so. That. I hope so. I want. I have some business related questions about that. You want to? You want to open your OnlyFans? No, no. Because do you remember there was a time where OnlyFans were saying we're no longer gonna have nudity. We're gonna do like they were. Trying. Oh yeah, they did that Tumblr. They never. Bullshit. They never did it though. That's because they were about to go out of business. Because uh, OnlyFans is like the only area that sex workers can have, can be able to go and do their work without uh, having something censored or whatever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason why is the same thing that happened with like Pornhub and Tumblr is that they, it's hard to get financing or having banks be able to support the, the, the network of OnlyFans and they were threatening to yank it. So that's why OnlyFans went, um, said like no more nudity, which is exactly what Tumblr, Tumblr did. And Tumblr is like, it's still around, but nobody uses, nobody talks about it. And because OnlyFans was the only place that they could safely can take control of their own a bit like business. They, everyone just like, well, fuck you. We're not going to be with you. And we're going to pull all everything off anyway. I think, I don't know the, the exact story with that, but they went back on it because it's like you're only, the only thing that OnlyFans is good for in that sense is the ability to have sex work there because there's a million other places you can go. That's not sex work that you could sell your, your, your stuff, your content from Patreon is one YouTube's one. You don't need OnlyFans to be able to give you lockdown content. It really is. It, they were the, the the forerunners, the pioneers, if they will. They changed the industry of sex work. So the fact that you're pulling back on the one thing that yeah, made you famous Yeah, that's why I thought it was c- confusing. Stupid. 
I understand that there's the financial aspects of it that like we can't get investment because it's sex work. All I see is, well, you know, oil companies get investment all the time because they lobby. Use the money you have and lobby politicians to change the stupid laws. Like, politicians love whores. They absolutely do. And just use the money you have because there's lots of money to be made there and change the fucking law like every other b corporation can do. You don't even have to do it publicly. You can do it behind the doors. We have whores. Come hang out with us. These guys sell gasoline. You want to smell? You know what gasoline does? It makes you high. You don't want to get high like that. The headaches are crazy. That's what I hear. But these whores, these are awesome. They're, they're beautiful ladies. What do you want, Poseidon? You want to get high off pussy. All right, look, this has deteriorated. <laughs> this has deteriorated. Uh, before we go, I want to remind people to never trust the government. Uh, that's my message for this episode. Uh, Orchid, you will be live on the 12th of November. That is a Saturday at Piranha Bar. Yes, sir. Supporting Living Dead Girl and another band. Famous people will be there to watch and support. Uh, One of those famous be. people is me. Uh, I will be there. I appreciate you guys coming. It's going to be fun. Don't forget to pre-save skin, please. It really does help us. It's free. It just puts the song on our playlist for you. So Let's, when it comes you know, out, you get the song right away. You're not losing right anything. Away. And it's a fucking sexy song. I recommend listening to it with your friends, uh, especially ones you want to sleep with. Links are in the description. You heard it here first. Thank you for having Thank me, Thank you, Vin. Take it easy. We built this prison Because we can't trust ourselves Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.